stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy guys and welcome back to another episode of the Get Off The Bench podcast but more importantly welcome to 2022. Oh I tell you what 2021 was wow what a year and I am bloody hell-bent to make 2022 a bigger year a better year you know and and really focus on kindness self-love healing you know really really stepping into ourselves and being authentic and being real and and thriving absolutely thriving so today's guest I've chosen to start the year with um today's guest who's going to talk about healing talk about how we can start to look at old patterns and and get rid of them and or at least start to question them and challenge them and make different choices and different decisions so that we can really truly thrive so I hope you'll stick with us and have a really good listen to this we're going to get onto some woo-woo stuff and we're also going to pull it back in so that everybody can understand it and you are going to love this episode so please do yourselves the favor of just spending an hour or so just listening to this and asking yourself truly asking yourself do I need to address old patterns and do I deserve to thrive and the answer is categorically yes you do so let me tell you about it Karen Humphreys has a mission to support people to rewrite the trauma tale and renew their life by choosing to change so they can bloom from within She's a clinical kinesiology practitioner, a wellness coach, podcaster, and meditation facilitator, to name a few, and renowned for her laughter and having the superpower to reframe all things negative back into the light. You're going to hear that laughter in this episode, I can tell you. Karen's passion and life purpose is to support those who have been tripped over by life experiences and show people how to embrace the gifts that life truly does provide. Karen is also the author of her recently published book, This Is My Raw, Helping People to Transform Their Trauma Tale. And we'll hear what the trauma tale is during this, but this is a fantastic interview and a great way to start the year. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited, Karen. It's lovely to meet you at last. I know you too. Well, we've been connected for quite some time and um, to actually sit and have a chat is absolutely fantastic and I love the work you're doing I've I've, um you know you're not far from me you're only an hour from me and I've heard so many so many um positive (laughs) comments about your work and you you know as a kinesiologist but now also you've you've got the book out but it's not just that you've got this um you know your life uh you know the things that you've been through the things that you've experienced and particularly 
in emergency services, you know, the stuff that sort of led you to where you are. And I absolutely love those stories because, you know, I, while I appreciate people that have just say they come out of school and say, well, I'd like to be a doctor and then they get their, you know, their degree and then they start practising, it's not quite as um, exciting for me, you know, as people who have yeah. pushed through something or have, um, you know, been through something. I think the gift is when you talk about experience and we all have them, a lot of the time, and I think this what, this is what drove me to write the book in the first place, is we all have experiences over and over again. Some of them are pattern-based until we learn a lesson and some of them are to enrich our lives and show us what love is. And we often, it wasn't until I did brain integration training with my kinesiology umbrella that I became to understand what trauma is and that we all have it on some level, whether it's when Lady Di died or the Twin Towers came down, whether it's, you know, a, a friendship breakdown or a work workplace relationship, whether it's something with your partner or your kids or whether it's the pandemic, we've all experienced trauma and when we break down what trauma is, it's just this we don't have the resources to get through the experience and what's left behind is a pattern or a trauma tale of what your body is then programmed to react mm. rather than respond and we're stuck in that space of flight or fight rather than thriving in life and no one wants to think that they choose fight or flight or freeze and they hugely desire the you know the want and the need to thrive but don't know the steps to come back to reprogramming or resetting themselves mm. and it, it's so true and it's just we all have I, I say to a lot of people we all have a desire to live in peace we all have a desire to live a happy life and to thrive but it's not and, and I don't believe that people choose to live a shitty life you know I think that it's no. I agree with you it's it's we just don't know the steps you know and Nice. And this thing about we we all have trauma, you know, I, I guess I was one of those people too that would be like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Suck it up. Yeah, suck it up, get on with it, move on. Yep. But the more I think about it, and I'm and I'm not going to go back to, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't suck it up, I'm going to suck about it because I'm not going to do that, you know, but it's but it's the more I'm realising, oh, geez, I need, to, I need to sit down and do a bit of work on that. You know, I didn't realise that was impacting me so much and now I need yes. to go back and have a few thoughts on that, you know, to, yeah. to clean it up. But not everybody's in that space, you know, where they can uh, can recognize it one because they're, they're caught up yeah. caught up in so much drama and chaos because that's the only way they they've been able to manage. And it's yeah. it, that's such a common statement that I hear clinically and professionally, and when I work with groups, is the first thing someone says to me is, "I feel stuck, or I don't feel myself, or I can't progress to the space I want to be." And then what comes out of their mouth is negative. And I go, okay, let's, I, I love reframing. I hate being in a negative space. And so let's call this for what it is. Yep. This is undesired. This is not where you want to be. But let's acknowledge it without shame, blame or guilt and just sit quietly. And there's a really famous author that I referenced a lot in when I wrote this book called Pema Choman. She is a, an American Buddhist nun. And she calls this reaction, this defensive reaction, a hook or shempa. And shempa is designed to say, hey, I'm still here under the surface. Please look at me, address me, and then we can move forward. Mm. 
rather than me stabbing you in the heart and then you putting yourself down because you don't fit or you don't have this shiny Instagram look on yourself this morning. It's like, let's just breathe. Let's just start with our breath and go, yes, there's something there. And right in this moment, I'm okay. And just breathe. That's beautiful, isn't it? It's so simple. Yeah. And yet it's not until I have someone and I make that connection with them and say, just, babe, just breathe. Just let's just breathe. And right now in this moment, acknowledge you're not that old pattern. That's just a hook designed for you to turn on and run the survival program rather than living your best life. And so let's reframe that to I'm okay in this moment right now. There's no blood on the floor. There's no fire. There's no one in front of me with a knife. Kids are all alive. Mm. Dogs are all alive. We're all okay in this moment. Okay. And then we begin. Yeah. The, the thing is, though, uh, and most people don't, we don't allow ourselves that space. This is this is a this is a big problem, and and, and I'm guilty. You know, let's reframe all... problem to challenge, because problem sounds insurmountable. Yeah. But when I issue a challenge and we slow down, you you've naturally then just married my breathing, from and talking and thinking because I know you're thinking I'm going to just completely disrupt you with that thought process. To let's just slow that down. And where are you right now? And I'll keep challenging you, and to where are you right now? And where are you right now? And you're still okay. And this is the challenge of modern Western society because whenever I've travelled to alternative Eastern countries like Bali and Indonesia and places like that, their lifestyle is slow and loving and it's all heartfelt. It doesn't come from this headspace of flight or fight it comes from thriving with the joy of being able to wake up in the in the, in the morning going oh fuck I'm alive Woo-hoo! it doesn't get more simplistic than that does no it? it's, an, it's a completely different mindset isn't it you know the, us westerners it's like it is it's a it's a mental mind fuck all the time it's it's um what do I have what don't I have what do I need yeah. what am I going to get well how can I get that you know rah, 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 rah. competition that western society has set us up to fail and seek the next quick fix and it doesn't exist and when you're in that space you're not in you're not coming from your heart you're in your head and when you're in your head, you're not thriving, you're not grounded, you're just running a survival program of some description. Yeah. Well, well, I haven't even asked my first question, and we've, <laughs> we've almost we've almost covered the solution to uh, human survival. But <laughs> or to human thriving, you know, not survival, thriving. This is this is great. But you know what you you've done, like you've as I said in the very start, you've done a ton a ton of things. And when you're talking now, it's obvious, you know, that you, you you've really grabbed it by the horns and really invested in it you know like like not just sort of said well I could be a so I could be a kinesiologist and I'll read a few books and tinker tinker you know you, you, it's obvious that you've really sort of um formed this as part of your life and just lived and breathed every single bit of it yeah. I just love it but how did you get into the field of kinesiology and alternative healing well I, I, I'm a quick I did a quick mention at the start but uh, Tell us a bit more about that. It's, that's a really funny question because every time I get asked, someone does a search on LinkedIn or they look at my background, they go, 
you've got a really unique or interesting eclectic CV, Karen. I go, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I'm very fortunate that spirit has just guided me every step of the way. Like you, I'm an, I'm an environmental scientist by trade and industrial chemist. Wow. That may, that's just code for I'm good for drugs and bombs and how not to fuck up the environment. <laughs> Um, and I went to work at EPA as a, an enforcement officer and I did that for 10 years and did a myriad of different things. But what it taught me was I could look at big picture or I could look at small picture and part of the role that I had in prosecution work is I became a qualified detective. And I got very sick with Crohn's disease and tried to change pace and went into consulting and became a HSEQR auditor and travelled the country auditing industrial premises because I was a waste specialist. Still didn't get well and what helped me over the line was this wackadoodle stuff called kinesiology and after my first session I said to the lady that I went to, I want to learn this. She goes, well, it just happens to be I have an info night next week, come along I just get the sense you'll be really, you'll really take to this. You've got a science brain. I'm like, yeah. Well, I was addicted. I just, you know, and it's one of those things people go, what is it? And so I'll give you the, you know, the, the quick, 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 nasty version. Kinesiology is a stress management modality. It incorporates the use of muscle monitoring, so muscles in your arms, your legs, your neck, even your, you know, everywhere you've got a muscle, we can monitor it. And the idea is that muscle monitoring gives you biofeedback from the brain, the nervous system, the body. It incorporates all of the Western sciences like anatomy, physiology, pathophysiology, biochemistry. It also incorporates how your systems work. So you'll have a, a respiratory system where you've got heart and lungs and all of the, you know, the liquid input and outputs and the, and the biochemistry and the feedback to the brain. It incorporates neurobiological science, so how the body um, utilises senses, processes it in the brain and then has a reactive response to what information is being received. It also incorporates chiropractic assessments, so which vertebral segment, nerve plexus and organ can hold a stress pattern. But it also incorporates Eastern sciences like traditional Chinese medicine and meridian therapy. So meridian is just um, uh, an energetic communication pathway for an organ. You want everything talking to each other nicely, otherwise it's like you've got a biker gang dropping acid and drinking for three days. <laughs> you know, you get these hormonal um, shifts in your body. It also incorporates... Um, the sciences like chakras and the Nadi system and energy systems and sometimes that's a little bit challenging for people to get their head around until you start talking quantum physics and mechanics and people go, oh, my God, Karen, you're blowing my mind. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't get physics until I studied kinesiology and you understand right now you and I are talking in um, positive space-time but when we have negative space-time, everything is one and the same. And so I can work in what we call your human body field or the auric fields or layers of energy that holds the information of how your body is to run or operate optimally. And so I can work on the whole of you, not just your sore left elbow. Mm. The emotions, we look at the psychology of how you store or process emotions. We look at, you know, the, the mental aspects of what are you thinking, feeling and behaving like in response to the emotion or the owie that you have. So I love it. It's a whole 
And because I'm an ex-detective, I like to get to the root cause. What's making this happen? What's the actual story that you're running today? And when you're able to talk like that to a client, they're able to go, oh, yeah, I have that. Oh, yes. Oh, and there's all these ding, 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 ding buttons going off in their head and they come to understand so much more about themselves just in an hour session that they can then go away. So kinesiology doesn't fix you. What it does is it removes the stress obstacles so you can go away and recuperate yourself and become the best version of you. Mm. I love that. Now I've got two things to say. I that was, you do. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of scientific stuff in there, and 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 yeah. you know I've been to I've I used to see kinesi- kinesiologist years ago, and you know you made me think. Oh, I think I might go and see Karen. Um, but. And well, that's an end. I'm going to. The thing is, when you're talking like that, um, I've experienced it, and it is absolutely freaking beautiful. Actually, to I'll I'll tell people how it feels from a from a because some people might think, well, geez, I'm not going to do, go and do that because you're monitoring my muscles. You're going to have all these things attached to me, and I'm shit scared. No, no, so no, no it's, it's literally just monitoring what literally monitoring a muscle. It's me touching your arm or leg. And if you've got a trauma background like domestic violence, sexual assault, I don't even have to touch you. I can work on ways where you can just hold out your hand or a part of your body that you feel comfortable with and we can work around that. So it's very much where, say if you were to come to me today, it's, well, Karen, where are you at today and what are you comfortable working on? And your subconscious will only allow me to access what you're ready to access. And more often than not, I have people who are so traumatised, like soldiers with PTSD, who cannot articulate what's going on. That's okay. Let me just throw a blanket on you or a sheet so that you are safe. And let's have a code word or a code colour. And so we've got mechanisms in place to just gently ease into whatever's going on. And if you have a tendency to release with laughter or tears or a, a pain shift, we often have breathing techniques, and this is where the meditation comes in, where I don't want you being a hot, cathartic mess on the floor like you might have with a psychology session. I would rather we just use breath or talking or focusing on an object and we work through it that way. Mm. So, yeah, so that's that sounds much more simple than what you said, although I love what you said because it, it, it sort of really explains, you know, for people who are like, there's uh, a bit of voodoo crap, you know, you're touching my arm and you get it. Oh, the number of people who call me witchy poo or voodoo, <laughs> you know, oh, come and, I don't know what it is you do. The number, if I had a dollar for every time I had someone say to me, I don't know what you do but I feel so good after it. I'm like, yeah, I do. That's why I went and studied it because I felt so amazing and I could feel the shift in myself and connect me back to who I really am and can feel minuscule challenges now to be able to go, okay, this is going on. Yeah. I love it. It was so, you know, the, 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 there are going to be people who say that, you, you know, and, and okay. there, there, are people who, there are people who need um, the data. So I'm glad you've said all that. Another thing I was going to say is that, um, you know, the, the, the problem with doctors that re- and, 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 and there are some great doctors out there. So I'm not I'm not bagging one, favouring the other and all that kind of stuff. Neither am but, I. But what bugs me 
and there are some bad alternative practitioners too. I'm just going to say, it, you know, this. Yeah. But you know, with it, with a lot of the medical system, it's kind of like, well, here's here's the symptoms, here's the band aid, you know, and and like I've I've had it with medications, you know, and I've said I'm not I'm not taking them, and they've yeah. said, well, you are because you you know, and I've said, well, I want to know why this has happened, and well, we don't, well, I don't know. Thirty percent of the country's got it, so don't worry about it, and and I don't accept that, you know. I'm like, I don't well, either. I want to. I, I want to know why. So I want more tests because I want to know what's going on. Anyway, long story short, doesn't matter. Um, the, the thing is that kinesiology is, I, I actually think that what's um, wonderful is that if you can have, um, an, uh, what's it, what I'm going to say, a mixture, you know, like just have, have a mixture of different things. Yep. And, and the, the, the whole point is not to say, well, one's better than the other and this, I'm only doing that and I'm only doing that and I'm not doing that. What's, what the thing is, is this is my body and this is my life. I deserve to thrive. Therefore, I'm going to see anybody that I want to and anybody that I can that is yeah. going to give me continual pickups, you know, so that so yeah, that it's called complementary therapy. For that's it. <laughs> yeah. I know when I went through breast cancer and, and I've had people actually come up to me and say, how is it you're a practitioner and you still got cancer? I go, well, I still, I live life out of a bubble. I still have stress. I still manage an autoimmune condition. It's, at the end of the day, it's none of your fucking business. It happened. It is what it is. And yet my surgeon and my oncology team were amazed when I utilised kinesiology, naturopathy, acupuncture to manage all of my post-operative pain and my issues with that I've had and still have with chemo and and I still am in a space where I'm not a hot mess. Yeah. And the thing is, I like like you're saying that, you know, the, the, we can't we can't just be in a space and be perfect because we've got where where we respond to our environment and our, our environment is fucking chaotic at the moment, yeah. in particular at yeah. the moment. But yeah. you know, we 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 can't, it's it's a matter of exactly what I said. Just keep seeing different people and just keep keep saying to yourself, I deserve to thrive. So I'm going yes. to do what I need to do to keep, And it's keep finding it and it's trying and keep trying, keep trying until you find someone you resonate with. Yeah. Who listens to you, who gives you attention and helps you feel that you are who you are and this is what you're reporting back and and they have an, a vested interest in you rather than not being you're not a number. And you know, that's that's one of the reasons I went to Melbourne and travelled so far to have the care that I had because my medical team literally operate as a team. They meet on Mondays and, you know, if I go and see my surgeon, the oncologist and, and everyone else will know, okay, here's Karen's update and this is what we're doing and she's coming in this week. And so I didn't have to retell any stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where I, they all knew, okay, you've been to see Karen and this is what's happening. And you, yep, is that still the plan? Yep. Are you happy? Yes. Do you have any questions? Well, yes, I do. Great. Let's. And they would sit down and give you time. And that's why I, my, you know, my shortest appointment time is at least an hour. That you have time to digest, time to ask questions. That's so important. You know, recently I changed doctors. I went to a I go to a whole new clinic and my first appointment with my new doctor that I, I, I put out on Facebook, does anyone know a good doctor? And I took, I took months and months and months to choose. And I finally got one and I said to her, what can I do for you? I said, first thing, build a relationship with me. That's what I need. And, and she just looked at me kind of like, wow, wow. And I said, I want to be listened to. I want to be cared for. I want to be heard. I want, you're my consultant. 
I want to have conversation with you. And she does. And I'll tell you what, you, that, you're, you're, you're spot on the money because. You, and you know what? That's the formula for healing your trauma tale. Do you have a relationship with yourself? Do you listen to the messages your body and your mind give you? Do you take small, actionable steps to remedy what your body is saying? Mm. And the answer in, in Western society, if you're proactive watching the TV, like television stations, free-to-air TV, if you get in the car and listen to radio, you're going to be subject to a targeted campaign that incites fear. That's a whole other topic of conversation yep. we won't talk about today. No, but it's that's true. But it's true. true. It's absolutely true. I don't. I don't. We haven't watched TV for ten years. Just don't even. I don't either. Don't have a bar of it. But it's um. But yeah, you're right. And, and most of most of us go. Oh yeah, I feel like shit. Uh, but I'm too busy. I'm gonna go and do. You know, I I don't. I question all the time. Why do I feel like shit? Why have I got a headache? Why do I keep getting a pain in my neck? What? Why? Why is it? And I and I keep and I question, 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 question until I. That's the that's the itch. That's the discomfort saying, are you ready to look at me yet? Are you ready to turn your head and look at that side of the past and go, right, what's going on? Are you ready to sit with that now? Yeah. And it's okay. We do it at our own pace. And that's an experience in itself. And there's, I'm coming to learn, especially after having PTSD, that experiences aren't good or bad. They're just experiences. But it's our trauma tale that taints the flavour of whether the experience is good or bad and that's just your past wanting to be resolved. Yeah. It's just a life lesson waiting to be embraced. It's a real difficult one, is it? I'm, I'm not even gonna get to I'm not even gonna get to any of these freaking questions of you because <laughs> this is just so much more interesting. But it's <laughs> What's really interesting? We can always talk again. <laughs> we might need to. But what's, we might need to. What's really interesting is that um, you know we 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 shove shit down, you know, and, I, and I'll just I'll pack that down and I'll pack it down a bit more, and then sometimes we get a brick and we fucking hammer the damn thing down. You stay down there because you're causing me pain. I don't want to. I don't hear about it. Or I know about it. Stay down. Stay down. Doctor Phil, how's that working for you? Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's such a it's such a bad habit you know and we and it, and truly it is I like I'm simplifying it truly it's not it bad it's just a survival mechanism so that you yep. can get through this thing that you had to do today so let's stop with the shame blame guilt it's not bad it's just a habit call it for what it is oh I'm okay yeah but a lot of it is just taking the time, isn't it? And we're, we're, yeah. we're just not, we're not prepared to sit in silence. We don't gift ourselves that We gift, don't, no. That pleasure of understanding more about ourselves. Yeah. And more often than not, we wait until we have pain physically expressed because that's the last form of expression for some, to draw our attention to something. I often do ask my, I take my time and I ask myself, you know why? Because I'm my favourite subject. <laughs> I love that. That's the point of the day. I am my favourite subject. I've been using, I am a self-care whore. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. It's taken me a long time. It has taken me a long freaking time. You know, it's yeah. taken me till, 
till um, in my late 50s, which I am now. It's, it's only been the last few years that I've started to, because, because of going through menopause, I've lost my thyroid, all sorts of shit. You know, my body's starting to say, righto, you know, enough's enough. You, I've held... I've held you up for too freaking long. And now I need to. I need you to sit down for a bit, and I need you to. Um, you know, I can't keep up the speed you're trying to make me keep up at. So, it's, I need um, some kindness, please. Yeah. So you know, it's taken me. It's taken me fifty plus years to actually stop and and say, you know, Karen, you got to do some self care. So, and, and you know, I, I don't even think I'm that great at it I just am putting effort in I'm putting effort in every day and I'm and I'm chipping away at it but I think it's it's we've as westerners have to get better at that and and I agree we we really do and that's not a shame thing we just have to get better we've got a pattern we've got a pattern it's room for improvement isn't it and I think if you were to say that imagine if a doctor instead of prescribing a cigarette in the 50s or a shot of whatever in the 70s. Imagine if they said, so your homework, and, you know, DPs now advocate your script for today's meditation. Yeah. There's actual science where they've documented just three minutes of meditation a day. This is the Heart Math Institute. Three minutes a day can change the coherence of your heart, which can be measured six metres outside of the body and impacted wow. for six hours. Wow. Just three minutes a day. Wow. Imagine if first thing in the morning you could breathe with a guided meditation for three minutes, just have someone saying, breathe in, breathe out. And you could always add to it, you know, that miracle morning mindset of, right, today I have to do X, Y, and Z, so let's focus on X and flowing into the space of doing X and feeling yourself doing it and it's just gentle and it's dynamic and then for yourself finishing feel the joy that that brings pause and then flow to the next thing and visualize your day you know everything from getting in the car and thank you angels for the car working and thank you there's no potholes that I hit and ding my rims again you know (laughs) Thank you for getting a car parked for me right where I needed it so that I can get from here to here and you literally just see. Imagine if you could spend the first 20 minutes of every day just having a miracle morning ritual. You know, there's no shortage of tools. They don't have to be an hour of meditation to get a day-long benefit. It could be I'm going to go for a quick 10-minute walk. I'm going to go and hug my dog. I'm going to enjoy having this cup of coffee first thing in the morning and not being a dragon because I haven't had it. <laughs> you know, and it's you know, it could be hello George, meet George, my plant. You know, it's not you're only limited by your imagination and willingness to connect more into your heart space. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I dance first. That's my big thing. Dance or walk, and, and then and. Lovely. And, and I've got to a point now too, I've got this massive big to-do list, but I always pull three things off and say, right, Perfect. that's it, that's it. Yep. If I yep. get those three things done, I'm happy. That's all well there is done. to it. So, yeah, so it's really – now you you talked about um, having PTSD and, and I know that you um, were part of the emergency services and you did, you know, some uh, – attended some horrific sort of um, accidents or events, you know. How did you – and what we what was your sort of mindset back then? I know, like compared to now, and I don't know if I know if mindset's the right word, but your your body, mind, soul sort of set up 
back then compared to now like were you how did you deal with that and how did you how did you process that kind of stuff and what impact has that had there's about a thousand questions here what impact has that sort of had to you moving into this field and understanding your past better oh now let's see which question (laughs) back in the day working for government about well we won't even say the number out loud back in the day we'll just say back in the day that you know health and safety and well-being wasn't at the forefront of human resources and I'm happy to say now it is it's that's evolving and going to emergency response incidents the debrief was generally getting locked in a room with a slab and watching everyone write themselves off sometimes Sometimes it was talking therapy at your own expense. Of course, you didn't do it. But I'm, I feel eternally grateful that I was in a, I'm a bit of a spiritual goddess. So I've been doing spiritual journey work for two decades. And I had the most amazing teacher who was just 50 years ahead of her time. And some of the work we were doing 20 years ago is just starting to come out into mainstream society now and um, she had trained with the late Louise Hay and we did some really powerful work and I learnt how to um, process things that were stored in my body that I couldn't find a voice for and it connected me back to things that had happened in my childhood that finally gave me a voice as an adult and then having some inherited um, autoimmune conditions and working through those, not listening to the stress and then having something very significant happen just before I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And even then that was a gift because spirit had whispered to me on a holiday with my family, go go and get this checked. There's something very wrong. You need to get it checked. And having a conversation with spirit of, I knew which side, I knew where it was, I knew what was going on. So when I went to have the mammogram, um, my actual mammogram was fine. It was when I was in the biopsy machine that it broke down and I was stuck in it over an hour. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was very intense. And there was a a whole series of things that had happened. And, of course, it happened to an ex-hospital certification auditor. So I gave them a lot of constructive feedback and to their credit they've implemented trauma-informed training procedures and trauma-informed care not only to the local breast screen service but all 13 sites across Victoria and have recommended it as minimum standard of care nationally and I think well thank god I found my voice and wrote that five-page letter of complaint and got to deal with the most magnificent woman at Breast Green, the Director of Operation, who was a voice for the CEO, and they wanted to make changes and they made them fairly quickly. So, Wow. You know, sometimes what is awful, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, and I, I would like to think that the manufacturer took on board some of the feedback that I gave them, but I'm strong for a reason. And when spirit says, I want you to step up and go through this and share this story, you know, the number of women that I've influenced just talking about the steps through a breast cancer chapter, it's not my life story, it's not my journey, fuck that. It's a chapter in my life that's gifted me many experiences and met some amazing people. And just talking about discomfort, 
topics of discomfort is enough that, you know, 50 women that I know who have been putting off a mammogram went and got one. Mm. Six got diagnosed. Wow. Wow. And in stage three or four, so she's really got something in front of her. But I said to her husband, spoke to me, and he said, I'd, I don't know what we'd do if she ha- if she hadn't have listened to that podcast you did and and spoke about just get tested if you think something's not right get tested because we still have her and I went that's right you've got a gift of you've now got time to say goodbye and wrap things up mm. and because she's very unwell and and I said the last days are so precious and you don't get them back it's not like dropping dead of a heart attack or going to sleep and never waking up you've got this gift of life don't waste it mm. and that's yeah. where this is my raw come from yeah the, the, let's talk about your book in a sec let me just um, touch on a couple of those things it's you talked about I'm um, talking to spirit now there are going to be some people and I know there are people because I've had to say I'm with you I talked I talked to the angels and you call it the universe call it God call it whatever you want call it your intuition call it your guide it doesn't matter what you want to call it, but like for, that's for the well, well now I'm not toning it down for anyone I don't want to tone down this one statement just so that to bring in anybody who's kind of like drifted out thinking that no what that's a load of buddy woo-woo it's not a load of woo-woo it's actually you know it's I'm just going to plead for people that are listening to this who kind of started to go oh god you know that that's bit don't open your mind just to the possibility that it might exist and even if you bring it back to just accepting that if you don't want to call it spirit you don't want to call it angels you don't want to call that call it your inner guide call it your intuition if yes. you must yes. because yes. because you know we all have intuition that is connected to something and I don't know what it is no one really knows what it is we'll never know but we we know it exists like for those of us you know what I call it my faith of the unknown undocumented science <laughs> oh I like that but it's but you know the fact is it's there like for, for those of us who have practiced it and who do practice it and who use it and who have seen and heard and who um have made life-changing decisions because of the information that we've received. It is actually there, but can we um, put our finger on exactly what it is? No. So let's call it intuition. Just just for anybody who might have who might have um, moved away slightly. Please, 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 please um, accept that and 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 allow yourself some space to sit in that space because we all have the answers within us, and it's it, it's a matter of. Call it whatever you want, but just listen. Please just listen because I just I just want people to come back into this space now for an opportunity to say this is possible. It actually is possible to listen to our inner guidance and get the answers and get the information because we actually are not just, we're not just um, biological beings with skin, blood and a heart pumping. We, we are energy. And I know I might just be stepping out, out a bit, but stick with me. We are just energy and we're just contained in a body so that we can get around. And we are we are so freaking more than we think we are and that we that is we're so much more than we than we think we are we are just amazing and we're using we're utilizing the tiniest little bit of of the of the potential that we have in this world and so all i would ask if if anybody's like "Eh, bloody spirits 
just just consider it's possible. Just consider it's possible and just just see, just say out, out loud, okay, I'm open to it because I guarantee shit will change for you in an instant. It just by saying, I, I'm it's open. So it's so true. And it, it's some, um, you know, when you talk about the, the car parking angels, I do it all the time. Okay, angels, I need a park. I just went out for dinner, um, you know, just before Christmas with three friends. And, you know, they've, I've met them all at the one at the front door. She said, where'd you park? I said, oh, right here, right at the front door. How did you get a park right at the front door? I've been driving around the block for ages. I said, oh, I asked the angels. And she laughed at me, but she's, yeah, I could see in her face, well, oh, I think she's got something there. And then the other two came and then they're like, well, I had to park, I had to park miles away. So, and one of the one who I met, she said, Kez didn't. She just bloody yeah. asked the angels and she's out. Mary, Mary, parking fairy. <laughs> Very <laughs> merry fairy comes in very handy. It's a tool I use a lot. It's and it all comes back to the law of attraction. Yeah, the law of attraction actually dates back longer than homeopathy of see it, believe it, receive it. Yeah, it's exactly the same. You know, the whole science of epigenetics is also linked with that, but that's another conversation. Yeah. I know I love I know yeah it's way too big but I love all this stuff and quantum physics I mean yeah it's a funny thing that you, I love quantum physics but you froze you actually froze right when you were saying it so isn't that amazing universe like <laughs> the whole 3D technology can't keep up with the highest it's like ah, imagine us live on stage that it would be way more entertaining <laughs> it would be fantastic well that's actually a good idea anyway let's keep moving tell us about your book um this is my raw now this is my raw. i, I want to know like tell us what the book is and tell us i what i what i love doing is interviewing people i i like as i said right at the very start you know people can just go through uh, get a degree and off they start practicing and that sort of shit yeah. i love interviewing people who um are real who who maybe you know so yeah, a lot of people don't want to damage their reputation. They want to be, I want to be seen as perfect and I'm the expert and I'm the blah, 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 blah. I love people being real. And, and you know, none of us, doesn't matter what we practice, I still don't get off the bench sometimes. Do you, you know, like, so when you... And write, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm about 98% real and I've got a boob and a foob. You know, that's the end joke. <laughs> <laughs> You cry. This book is really, I, I can remember sitting quite vividly in the oncology ward having chemo one day and I was having a bit of a cry as you do and the nurses were great. They encouraged that and we had a conversation with one of the pastoral care counsellors and I was reframing things and I wrote on the chemo bag, this is my magic juice and, you know, it, it helps me shift me to a space of healing and da-da-da-da-da. And, and what I realised was that my story is my power and, and understanding my story and healing from the pain that the story brought and then sharing that with others is my life purpose. It's my sole purpose to be of service to others. So it's all of the tips that I've figured out over the last 30 years and then sharing that with people right from the beginning and, you know, using client stories, names changed, but understanding, breaking down, when you can understand why you run a certain survival pattern and then the behaviours that come as a result of that, you're more readily able to sit 
consciously and start to break down, oh, I'm, I'm giving myself a really hard time today. What if I just breathed? What if I got grounded? What if I just, and that in itself helps slow you down and bring you into the present moment. And the more one can understand about the importance of breath and understand what our nervous systems are doing and understand the benefits of grounding and then what emotions are bringing up and what you do with them, that's a year worth of therapy in one book. Mm. Yeah, And then you're going back to your therapist, whomever you use, whether it be a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a physiotherapist, a massage therapist, a kinesiologist, whatever, whatever it is, even if you just have a mate date and talk things out, when you can actually understand what's going on, that's when you hit the choice point and and say, I don't need to go down this road that I keep travelling down that causes me to spiral I can choose a different way. Mm. And it's that choice is when you start to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually feeling that choice, recognising that choice and yes. consciously making it. Yeah. Yes. Did Being you, very present with it. Yeah, yeah. Did you, and that book, by the way, before we go on, that book is fantastic and, you know, it's and and from the very first chapter, it absolutely captivates you. So if you are thinking about getting a book, if you're up to another book and or you need one, because we all need a new book, everybody, whatever, grab that. This is my raw, Karen Humphreys, and and we'll get to where you, you get off her website anyway or everywhere else, but we'll get to that at the end. But um, or where can people get it actually? Because I might forget. Uh, Amazon, Kindle, Kobo. Barnes and Noble, uh, all of those, yeah, all of the main online yeah, yeah. bookstores now stock it. And if you want a signed copy, I can mail you one and just visit my website. Fantastic, yeah, and and get it because really, it, it's just that that even if you you've been feeling a bit lousy, feeling a bit stuck, feeling a bit like oh, I've got bloody headaches, you know, blah blah blah. It, just be open to that. You know what? maybe this could be the start of a different journey, a different, you know, when you're t- talking about that path, you know, maybe, maybe just reading that book could be the start of choosing that that different path and just opening myself to, oh, what else could this possibly be rather than keep hammering down the same same path that isn't getting get, getting results. So you know, when one you, of the I'm just going to, can I interrupt yeah, there? One yeah. of the main conversations I've had in the last month in the lead up to Christmas is, predominantly with small business owners like yourself who are struggling with and school kids and families of the fear of uncertainty and being invested in that external drama. So even it doesn't have to be a physical ailment or a traumatic experience. It could be what's happening in the world is affecting your life. Well, how do you bring your focus back to you and make the best of your every single day to be the best version of yourself. So it doesn't have to be this big life-changing thing, but when you actually sit back, the pandemic has been a massive mm. shit festival for us all. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely has. I've I've I'm part of two big networks that um two big groups that get together regularly on online and you know it's talk that the talk is not even the, the pandemic's never mentioned you know and it's just like we're, we're moving ahead and we're successful businesses no matter what you know and it's a, it's a whole different mindset so but not everyone's got can, has found that yeah tell, tell me about the book I want to know when you when you wrote it 
were you like this is what I hear from so many authors you, you know so and and I believe there's a book in everybody you know and I believe that you know it, they don't have to be bestsellers but I believe that everybody's story will impact somebody and will positively impact somebody and and change somebody's life so I believe we've all got a story to change somebody's life but most people won't write a book and most people are petrified of the thought of putting their it's it's any form of art because I'm a songwriter as well and and you know and and artist experiences when I put my my work out there and it's my personal my heart and soul terrifying yeah there's a fear you know that 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 this is people are going to reject this or people are going to stomp on it or criticize it and it's not just it's a it's an actual critical the feeling is it's a criticism of my being you know because it's so raw yeah. Did, did you feel that despite all your knowledge and all your trainings and all your stuff, did, did you go through that? And- oh, my God. Oh, my, you, okay. So I got a book writing coach because I never considered myself a natural writer. Yeah. Blogger, for sure, could talk as I want. And my book writer and my publisher both said, geez, Karen, your words are really just like how you are. Yeah, I'm not polished. I swear like a sailor. And that's all in the book. It's I've had actually people say to me, I'm reading it as if you're in the room with me. I'm like, great, that's the goal. But writing the story, 20 boxes of tissues, just revisiting and purging out more emotional residue attached to some of the things that I was talking about and understanding when um, because each chapter has some science, it has some case studies to explain how it might look or be portrayed. And then at the end of each chapter, there are affirmations and journal prompts for you to do the same in your life so you can make it very real and relevant to you. So, of course, by the time I get to the end of the chapter and start looking at the affirmations, I'm like, oh, I'm all rosy again and and this is what we can affirm. And then we go to editing and editing is like scraping barnacles off a boat and it's, oh, <laughs> And then it comes to publishing, like, yay, I'm going to get published. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get published. And oh, what the fuck have I, a massive, massive, like, nothing worked. I sabotaged everything. None of my technology worked. My computer crashed. Facebook, like, everything just, I, it, it just stopped until I could realise. And I went to a colleague and had some kinesiology. I had this massive negative belief associated with the fear of being rejected and I was doing all of the rejection and just hearing you talk before about putting out your creative passion to the world is most people don't realize that in this life and this comes back to this faith that we were talking about we have a pattern of things that happen in our life a pattern of emotion that we're here to deal with so when someone puts it out there, oh, I wish I didn't have this, it's like, would you, would you like to deal with my stuff? Because I've been working on this for nearly 50 years. You sure as fucking shit don't want it. <laughs> you know your stuff really well. You've, you've, you're the encyclopedia of who you are. And so you're the only one who can fix where you're at. You can take all the pills and cut it all out and do this, this and this, but at the end of the day, it's still your responsibility and to own and do something with your story. Mm. Yeah. And it can either be a shit festival or it can be a bright bunch of roses or yeah. a donkey in the paddock that you've rescued. It's Everyone has their own collection of experiences and they all have a story. 
and everyone is just as important as the next. And that's son, that's terrifying thing about what do you mean I'm responsible for my story? And that's okay. We'll just go back, we'll start at the breath, and if we need to stay here for a while, well, that's okay. We go as deep as what you're ready to immerse into. And when you're ready to to take the next step, I'll be here to hold your hand. And it's okay. Just breathe. Okay. So, so you gave yourself all that advice and pushed through and you got you got the damn thing done. And I wrote two journals worth of crap out and <laughs> cried another two boxes worth and and my had my book writing coach gave me a very stern talking to and she said of the clients that I have, only five percent who originally come to me. So she screens them now, only five percent actually publish. And so of the 5% who actually engage her to write a book, only 1% of that five of the population get to printed space because the fear of judgment, fear of not good enough, fear of uncertainty, fear of the, you know, all of these residual fears that we have arise and just stop you in your tracks and create self-sabotage. So we are our own boundary. But we're, you know, I want you to think of the, if nothing else, regardless of whatever I've said today, perhaps this is the parting message is you are your own wall of China filled with wisdom and information and resources and literature. You are your own British Britannica series if you choose to look at it. That's just it, isn't it? It's just making that decision that I'm, I'm open. I'm open to looking at it. Yeah. I didn't have any of that when I wrote my book. Like I didn't have any. I didn't care. Um, I was putting it out whether people liked it or fucking not, and I didn't care about it being rejected. But, but um, I did have my biggest thing was the the bloody formatting, you know, in in word. And I was too stubborn. I was way too stubborn to um, just get someone else to do it. You know, I was like, no, I'm gonna no. I'm going to do this because I've got this. I've got this pride thing that I can figure out anything, you know. So, and oh my god, I could have saved myself so many bloody. Heads. I'm laughing at you because I had pride too, but I surrendered much more readily. About, I'm paying these people to help. I really made the very wise investment. I spoke to Leah Mather before I started, and she got me onto Kath Walters, who got me onto Sylvie Blair, and. Kath guided me as a book coach, so I used. I, I thought, well, I'm paying the money. I asked her all the questions, and every time I had the speed wobbles, we'd have a quick ten minute chat, and I was off and running again. So the confidence stayed high. When it came to publishing, that was completely unknown. So I just said, I'm a publishing virgin, Sylvie. Make the process gentle and beautiful, like a first time, and we always laughed. And I said, and you're going to have to do a lot of polishing because I talk and write like Jeff Fennick. I love his all. And so she had a she had fits of laughter, and we just made it funny. But I I didn't shame or blame or guilt myself into there was nothing bad. It was all learning. Yeah. Yeah. And when I had that mindset, I could do anything. Yeah. Uh, and I like the way you said it, it It feels like you. I've had so many people say to me when they're reading Get Off the Bench, they're like, I can just hear you saying all that. And I think that's a gift. I really do think that's a gift to be able to put your voice 
solidly in that those pages, you know, that people really truly feel. There's no point writing a book trying to be a smart ass and trying to figure out all the big words to put in there when that's not you. I just love that you're just saying I just slammed it down. Somebody cleaned it up a little bit, you know, but it, but it's me. And I think that's important. And people kind of get this idea that, and, and I know this, I've spoken to so many people, oh, but I'm not, I'm not, I didn't do very well. And I'm not a, what's that English literature and shit like that. And I'm like, you don't have to, if you've got a story it's it's your words it's your essence it's you know that's what people want to hear but it's it's the whole I'm not good enough at English puts people off and that's a bloody shame that's a real shame because somebody somebody can somebody's life can benefit you know because of, of what you've got to to say but anyway anyway oh and you've also got your I am changing podcast you better tell us about that because we're gonna have to go in a minute so you better tell us about the podcast because it's bloody fascinating (laughs) tell us tell us what you that's about what you the i am changing podcast thank you for giving that a plug is really just a space that keeps manifesting a choice point for people and so i break down what some of the hurdles or barriers that people perceive are in their life like shame like blaming themselves like not mothering themselves blah 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 and each topic I try and keep it under 30 minutes even with the guest speakers so that when they're going for a walk they can hear something that's relevant to them or what they might be feeling Um, and all of the people that I talk to on my podcast are all fellow practitioners in one shape or form they're open about sharing a story. They've all gone through something. They've all come out the other side and learnt something from it and then shared their lessons learnt. That's yeah. a gift. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I like how you say 30 minutes. I've been trying to get mine down to 30 minutes, but I can't because I just get too many great conversations going and I can't bloody pull it up because it's just like, man, this is so bloody interesting. <laughs> I think even if I was the only person listening to my podcast, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm having a great conversation. You're having a great time. So <laughs> so many people but I I do know I've got listeners but and I and I thank them so much for sitting through you know an hour at a time but I just you know I just think that you get people for me you know like it's a much longer broader thing but it's I just think that the podcasts are such a beautiful body medium to bring people to people like you can be doing your housework you can be going for a walk you can be driving in your car and instead of being brainwashed by the bloody fear mentality of the radio you can listen to to real talk and you know it's it's I think the beauty of a podcast and I've had this said to me and I'm sure yours would be the same is that people say I feel like I'm sitting in the lounge room with you just listening to have a conversation with somebody and I think if you come back to quantum mechanics is the resonance of sound you can put your heart essence into a sound wave and that then enables you to talk from your heart and someone feels that in their heart sound can penetrate anything solid so when you you know it will penetrate through all of the barriers that we put in place and just it just lands in the heart it's like wow i really feel what karen is saying and then i'll start to process it consciously yeah because it's landed on your heart first it's yeah. landed in the heart and the gut first yeah that is so oh, i love that so much i love it. and you know what look at this somebody i was doing a um i was doing a thing for the libraries recently and the woman the woman um interviewing me tanya patterson she's so gorgeous i've written this down from an a post-it note see and she said Oh, I'm going to describe you, Karen, as a hug in a voice. 
I love that. Oh, my God. My whole body just went, oh, I, I just gushed. And, and he, I, I, I would never, ever, ever have put those words together because they just wouldn't have come. But that is the such the essence that I want to be for people, you know, and yes. she's wrapped it up in, in what, five words. Bang, five words. Hug and a, yeah. Ah. And when you think about it, the written word hits the eyes. Yeah. And then it has to trickle down to the heart after you've thought about it. Yeah. Whereas the beauty, and this is what really strongly resonates me to podcasting, is you connect with my vibe just by listening to me. You don't even have to consciously pay attention to the words. You're receiving the energetic message through the sound wave and it hits the gut and the heart first and then the brain responds. Love that. Fascinating, isn't it? I love this stuff, yes, and and I think that we've got to, you know, I'm just going to say it. I've said it in about a thousand podcasts, and I haven't even done that many. But I'm just going to I'm going to exaggerate. Um, you know that that the, the I know we've got to go to school, and I know that we've got to learn all the stuff we learn. And I, I appreciate school, and I so appreciate so many teachers who bust bust their ass day in day out against a system that's not bloody favoring the kids but the thing is we're so taught to be competitive and academic and oh you know and all this kind of shit you know and um it's not shit entirely but you know it's we it's not our whole it's not our whole life it's not our whole being and it doesn't it's once it's one's type of learning and working with spectrum kids with the brain integration stuff and getting their speech and writing and cognition up and running, it's them, it's helping also the parents understand we learn by seeing, hearing, doing. I know myself when I'm learning something new, I'll watch it being demonstrated, I'm reading and hearing the literature being read to me, I practice it once, I've got it. But that's because I've worked through my own learning barriers and cleaned all of that stuff up. Mm. That's not to say that I'm still probably not ADD because I probably am. <laughs> That's part of my superpower and I'm learning to tame that so I'm not working huge hours. I'm just super creative in very finite windows now and that's okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 100%. Anyway, you've just secured what I'm saying. It's just we, we, we just, we just got to get away from thinking that that's the only thing. And I don't even know where we were now because I'm completely lost. But um, something, something. We're talking about mainstream teaching and, and our body hears and feels and resonates with the sound before it sees written information. Yeah. I think everyone listening gets where we're going yeah. because I've, I've totally forgotten because I am so buzzed off with this stuff. Like in a buzzed off means like not in a good way. I, I just, I, I get almost frantic, you know, when talking with this stuff because my frequency goes to such a fucking fast rate, you know, that I, I just get so fucking excited about it because um, you, the, the general staff is and so freaking heavy, you know, and I keep saying, oh, yeah. I've got to get out of here. I can't fucking stand it. You know, just get, get me out of this space. Well, when you're in a space where like this and you're talking about stuff that's like, ooh, 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 you know, just like I sound like a monkey doing that. So sorry for anyone who hasn't got the visual. But it, it's, you know, it, it, it triggers all this excitement. All my bloody buzzers go off. And I absolutely love it. I've, I've loved this. I've got, I, we, we need to catch up for a six-hour coffee. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Now, I've got to get to my question. This, Of course, this podcast is to inspire people to get off the bench. Now, 
There's going to be people listening who feel stuck, which is all of us, all of us, and we have to just accept that, and it's absolutely true. What advice would you give to start opening the crack so that we can move to a feeling, even a whisker, help moving them forward to doing their thing? Because I believe that everyone feels stuck, and I also believe that everyone has a thing that they would love to do and they talk about, I wish I could, blah, blah, blah. How can they just wedge that crack just slightly, just enough to consider it possible? It actually starts with choice. You can choose to change and bloom from within. Ooh, very nice. By the way, Karen's uh, business is called Blooming From Within. So that was That's a very... It's been my catch cry for 20 <laughs> years, believe it or not, and it still resonates true. You have to choose. I'm discomfortable in this space. Perhaps I could look elsewhere for do something else or just perhaps I could just breathe right now, place my hand on my heart and my hand on my gut and just taking a couple of really slow breaths in through the nose, longer breaths out through the mouth to tone that vagus nerve and just I can choose to change. I, re- I recognise this isn't working for me right now and I, I invite through whatever my belief system allows something different to arrive. Ooh, I like it. And you've got to be open to be, to do that. And please, 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 everybody, if you're listening, please just be open. Please just have a crack at, at, at accepting that. And I like when you said dis, I'm discomfortable, which isn't, you know, it's, it's, I also want to give that one second to put in that plug, dis-ease. If you haven't heard of that before, please think about that, dis-ease. It's when you're not feeling easy, the dis comes in and it freaking causes disease. So think about that word, you know, and, and if we're not comfortable, ask yourself why. I, I, Karen, I've loved this. This has bloody been fantastic. Thank you. I've I had a great time. <laughs> I think we've sworn more on this episode than any other episode, but it's so fantastic. <laughs> and it is so it, it is so critical, especially in this time with, with COVID and everything, that we start to say the the past and not all of it, but there's been a lot of things. Our patterns have not been serving us. Um, we've landed in this chaotic space. The entire freaking world's gone down. What can I do? And if every single person starts to say, what can I do differently to come out the other side? We're going to have a different world. And I, I believe and it's in- not a major paradigm change oh. is where can you detach from what's outside your front door and just do you? Yeah. Just do you. What do you need to do today to just do you? You know the sad part is that most of us just don't like us. Just do you. But I'm just me and I've got nothing to give and I'm not that flash. But I wish, I wish. Well, I wish I could get my hands on you right now because I'd slap that out of you. Me? <laughs> well, I wanted to that out of you. That's no, 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 I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying most people. Yeah, that is, that's the sad part is, well, I don't like me. It's like, yeah. well, would you like to? Yeah. You like to like yourself? And could that be the decision you make today is just enjoy your coffee and go, okay, let's find something to like. That could be our next podcast. Yeah. Well, I like you're not gonna slap me because I like me. I told you I'm my favorite subject. So bugger off. You're not gonna you know, come around to slap the shit out of me. (laughs) That's what I'd be saying to people is let let me hug you. Let me hug you. That's that's an old paradigm statement. Yeah, yeah. Now, if people want to be slapped by you and then and then have <laughs> love, a hug. Let's, let's reframe that to love. <laughs> and then have a hug by you. Let's say people want to have a hug by you. Where can people find you? 
Uh, people can find me through my website at www.karenhumphreys.net.au. There's booking, there's services, there's the podcast, there's the book. That You'll find everything there. Fantastic. And there's also Instagram, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Now, I want to say that Humphreys is spelled with, it's spelled this K-A-R-E-N-H-U-M-P-H-R-I-E-S, not E-Y-S. So make sure. I'm Barry the Crossdresser. It's what? Oh, Barry, oh, Barry Humphreys. Oh, I get you. Oh, God. I, see, I wouldn't even know how his was spelled, so that hasn't helped he's me. A, he's a Humphreys, not a Humphrey Bear. That's that's the shit I put up with going to high school and primary school. Are you a Humphrey Bear or a Humphrey Barry the Crossdresser? I'm Barry the Crossdresser. Oh, my God. That's okay, same, so, Edna, for any of you young fluff listening. No, and now that Karen's over all that, she's just Karen and she loves herself and she's just exactly. Karen Humphreys. So, but I'm going to put all these in the show notes anyway. Karen, Thank I have you. absolutely... Absolutely friggin' love this. I'm going to come to you for a visit to knock some of the bloody, knock some of the knots out of me. And um, I would absolutely love to sit and talk quantum physics for a whole bloody day and just rattle it out. But let's just, make that happen because that would be hilarious. <laughs> let's do it. This has been fantastic. Thank you so Thank much you so for much. sharing this stuff with people. And I absolutely loved it. So we'll chat Thank again you so soon. Much for having me. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. And honestly, I am buzzing. My frequency has gone through the bloody roof because I absolutely love this stuff. And I, you know, I know that it's real. I know that I've had so many experiences. And, and you know, maybe this is a, a little off topic from what you would expect, but I don't care. You know, we've got to start opening ourselves up to what's possible. I talk about that all the time. What is possible? Just consider that something might be possible and, and the world opens up for you. It is amazing. If you're feeling a little bit stuck, make an appointment to see Karen like this. This wasn't meant to be as a plug for her business, but by God, why not? You know, go and see her. If she can unstuck you, what a fantastic thing. And I just absolutely love that book that it, it's, like she says, it's a, a whole year's worth of therapy sessions or kinesiology sessions in just one book. So go grab that book as well. I really hope you've liked this. Um, I hope you're going to start asking your parking angels for car parks because I do it all the time. And it always works. And um, so go check out Karen at her website, karenhumphreys.net.au. And remember, it's Humphreys with an I-E-S at the end. And I'll have all her other um, links in the show notes. So please check her out. Please follow her. I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope that, you know, maybe this is a maybe this is how we just grab hold of 2022 and just bloody run with it and just open this year up to possibility open this year up to some self-love self-kindness and some healing because god knows we all need it so i hope you've enjoyed it anyway thank you every single week those who join me thanks who have just people who have just heard this for the first time please stick with us i absolutely love you guys the world is so much better because you're investing in yourself so that's it for me and i'll see you next week see ya Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. 
And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.